1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 25 through 31. Now concerning the betrothed, I have no command from the Lord, but I give my judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. I think that in view of the present distress, it is good for a person to remain as he is. Are you bound to a wife? Do not seek to be free. Are you free from a wife? Do not seek a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a betrothed woman marries, she has not sinned. Yet those who marry will have worldly troubles, and I would spare you that. This is what I mean, brothers. The appointed time has grown very short. From now on, let those who have wives live as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no goods, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. This is the word of the Lord. And thanks be to God. Jerry, what a straightforward word. Yes, indeed. And we should note, this isn't the end of the word. <laughs> yes. He does say more. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I think yeah. like you could run so far just out of like, <laughs> take this out of context and run out of biblical wisdom mm-hmm. with, you know, the language here, um, it's very intense. Like if you're married, remain married, but if you're not married, um, don't seek a wife. I actually think the language here is funny. Are you bound to a wife? Do you not seek to be free? Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this a lot, but um, Paul is, you know, he, he's definitely showing his cards of bias of like, he, he thinks that being single is kind of where it's at. Um, yep. But you can misread a lot of first Corinthians to say like, Paul is like anti-marriage. Mm-hmm. And, Certainly not true. We can see that in this letter and especially, you know, like the letter to the Ephesians and other places. And then mm-hmm. especially, especially just looking at the broader council of scripture. Yeah. But what do you make of all this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, live like don't mourn as though you're mourning, like don't rejoice. Like mm-hmm. it is very confusing mm-hmm. and sounds a little dicey. So yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's a, uh, so the very beginning there, just again, like just to hit it briefly, like what are, what's going on here? I don't have a command from the Lord. Give my mm-hmm. judgment. He's basically just saying like he is by God's mercy, you know, a trustworthy source of like mm-hmm. how we should live as Christians. He's speaking on behalf of God, though this isn't like direct commands from the Lord. And I think he's, I mean, like you said, this is sort of like a everyone's in different situations kind of, passage which is really the whole context of everything he's been saying it's like everyone's kind of in different places and i'm saying remain in what you're in Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a good thing yeah and so he's saying but i think you should basically think about life this way yeah Uh, and then he jumps into which i think is a key verse is verse 29 this is what i mean i think that's one reason why you should think this is a key verse because he's like hey this is what i mean (laughs) uh (laughs) the appointed time has grown very short Okay, that's interesting. What does that exactly mean? He tells us a little bit more at the end, verse 31. Uh, For the present form of this world is passing away. So he's giving all these instructions in light of the fact that like 
the way things are right now is not how they will be forever. And there was this anticipation of Jesus's return amongst the New Testament Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so they were very much heavenly minded, mm-hmm. uh, but we know that they were also doing much earthly good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but nonetheless, he was just basically saying, look, there's this truth that like being bound to another person does bring about trouble mm-hmm. uh, because you're taking on the responsibility of another person's life mm-hmm. <laughs> and you don't have to do that. I'm not mm-hmm. commanding you to do that. Uh, there's like you said earlier, Ephesians five, like there's goodness in marriage. It displays the gospel of Jesus. Even the fact that this is true, that there's burden in taking mm-hmm. on another person's life as your own yeah. is a picture of the gospel yeah. because Jesus takes on our sin, our life and gives us his, he mm-hmm. enjoins himself to us. And so there's a lot of goodness there, but in a practical sense, which I think that's why he's so direct in all these things about slavery and marriage, very practically, there's a lot of burden in being married to another person. Totally. The time is short in a sense. They don't know when Jesus is coming, but the time is short. And so you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like kind of what he's getting at. And he goes in later to talk about like being free from anxiety, which I think is related. Yeah. But we're not there yet. Right now, this is what he's saying. Yeah. You know, I, I think I want to kind of zone in on uh, verse 30. It says, like, basically, let us live those who mourn as though they were not mourning and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing. I think this is a good example of you could really um, read this as like Paul is commanding stoicism mm-hmm. and just like the staunch repression of emotion and mm-hmm just being super bottled up and suppressed all the time because like anti-marriage anti-emotion yeah yeah exactly (laughs) don't involve with the world at all and you know just think about paul like singing hymns in the prison cell and you know all his um just words of like deep love and encouragement towards different saints including the corinthians but like Mm. to timothy and to titus and talking about how he just Every time he prays, he remembers them and gives thanks for them. You know, Paul is not uh, this like staunch, stoic, emotionally removed person. And so I think what we need to read here is read these words like hyperbolically. And I would say the the hint in the text is that he ends all of this by saying, now what I mean is this. That is a huge key mm-hmm. to saying like, that this is all sort of like a device that you know is not face value meaning like there's like mm-hmm. a a mm-hmm. true um you know more fundamental meaning underneath all of it yeah and what that meaning is is as you're saying um it, it's very similar like to the teaching of christ of mm-hmm. don't store up treasures on earth mm-hmm. but store up treasures that are in heaven and so i think really practically what paul is saying here is don't be governed by the things that are happening around you on earth. Mm -hmm. Don't be governed by being married. Don't be governed by being single. Don't be governed by mourning or by rejoicing Mm -hmm. or by being rich or by business. Mm -hmm. Be governed by the things that are of God. And then, you know, some of us will marry. Some of us will stay single. Some of us will rejoice and mourn and, Mm -hmm. you know, make great dealings with the world. But that should never be like the essence of, who we are or how yeah. we live. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I, I think that that is what we are supposed to pull from this, not 
that we're supposed to be like these weird emotionally guarded creatures. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Cause it's, there is a form of this world that will exist forever. Um, there's a new world that's mm-hmm. breaking in. Yeah. But the present form of this world is passing away and we don't exactly know how all that is going to shake out per yeah. se. But uh, we do know that, uh, like you said, there's that we shouldn't be governed by this world. We should be governed by the rule of Christ. Amen. And that should be lived out in whatever situation we find ourselves in. Totally. Amen. Which is, I think, what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, a great word from a confusing passage in First <laughs> Corinthians seven. Hopefully, we were faithful to it. Yep. And we'll see you tomorrow as we finish up First Corinthians seven for Jeremy Brooks. This is Will Carlisle. Thanks for listening to our daily rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.